0: you will, let's turn to Genesis forty-five. I have a card here, a thank you note from Brother Frank Tate. I'll set that on the back table for you all to read at your at your convenience. Uh, that was awful kind of him. I told him I was going to write a letter and thank the brethren there in them because they've provided for this work since we've since I've been here, and I wanted to thank them. And he said, "You ain't got to do that." And I said, yes, I do. I want to. And little did I know two days later I got his card. So he must have wanted to. Come on in and have a seat. Genesis 45. His first message, a picture of Christ saving sinners through his providence and his messengers breaking the hearts of his people. And I pray he'll do that this first hour. Thought about it a lot. I pray he saved somebody in this room this morning. And then the second hour, because you're going to have some tears. You're going to cry. It's going to break your heart. Next hour, we'll look at what he does with those tears. a believer's crying. But this morning, I want to look at the witnesses in the wagons. And they're enough. Genesis 45. This, this gospel is going, it's hit me. Just I got a text message about 20 minutes ago. This gospel's going forth today. the The Lord's word is that important to you. God's word, through His messenger, is being proclaimed in a lot of different places on this globe this morning, and my heart's breaking. People don't care for it. They take, they're flippant about it. They they make a mockery of it, and this is. Eternal life of death. Sleep it if you want. Laugh at it if you want. Mock it if you want. But my heart breaks for those. And I pray the Lord will break somebody's heart today. I do. Lord, give us ears to hear and hearts to believe our Redeemer and teach us. It's been impressed on me hard this week. One, I'm just a hypocrite. That's all I am. I'm a worthless sinner. And two, I can't teach anybody anything. I could set you down, grab you by the shoulders, and shake something into you, and it won't go into you. <laughs> I could teach you how to change a tire on a car or work on an air conditioner. Anything. I can't teach it. God has to. I, I don't know if I'm diligent or foolish. I keep trying. I'm going to give it all I got. <laughs> Didn't work today. We're going to do it again tomorrow. It ain't returning to him before. I'm going to try again. I'm going to teach him how to change a tire. I'm going to teach him again tomorrow too. Sooner or later, it's going to soak in. In this book we've been looking through in Genesis, Joseph's a picture of Christ throughout it. A picture of Christ. He wept. His heart was in pain. And then he revealed himself to his brethren here in chapter 45. And only his brethren. I wish I wish he'd. I, wish he'd no, I don't want the preaching of the gospel to be magnificent. I don't want the the, the fact that the gospel here to be magnificent. I don't want the preacher to be magnificent. I want Christ to be magnificent. Joseph drew near to him. He said, "Come here, come here." And they came. Look here in verse four, Genesis forty-five four, and Joseph said unto his brethren, "Come near to me, I pray you." And they came near and he said i am joseph your brother not your judge not your executioner i'm your brother whom you sold in egypt he goes on he says you've been in two years of famine there's five years left it's going to get worse that in verse seven and god sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance so now it was not that, not you that sent me hither, but God. And he hath made me a father to Pharaoh. How, how could Joseph be a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ if he had been made a father to Pharaoh? Isn't that what the Father said of Christ? He gave his names, wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the Prince of Peace, the everlasting Father. Lord of all his house and ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Haste ye. Right now. Not next week. Does it say HG? Hey, right now. Right now. Get up and go to my father and say unto him, Thus saith thy son Joseph, God hath made me lord of all Egypt. Come down unto me, tarry not, and thou shalt dwell in the land of Goshen. That's the best land. And thou shalt be near unto me, thou, and thy children, and thy children's children, and thy flocks, and thy herds, and all that thou hast. And there will I nourish thee, for yet there are five years of famine. You're going to need nourishing, lest thou and thy household and all that thou hast come to poverty. And behold, your eyes see and the eyes of my brother Benjamin, that this is my mouth that speaketh unto you. And ye shall tell my father of all my glory in Egypt and of all that ye have seen, and ye shall haste and bring down my father hither. And he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck and wept. And Benjamin wept upon his neck. And moreover, he kissed all his brethren and wept on them. And after that, his brethren talked with him. Remember, he said, where's my father? Is my father alive? And they could not speak. There was the conviction of sin. They were shut up to sin, guilty, guilty. Until their brother kissed him. Now when he kissed he said, I'm your brother. And he kissed him on the neck. Peace is made. That's a holy kiss, isn't it? Peace is made. Then after that, his brother talked to him. Now they could speak. Now they could speak. Verse 16, and the fame thereof was heard in Pharaoh's house, saying, Joseph's brethren are come. And it pleased Pharaoh well and his servants. Physically, Pharaoh was happy. Why? I told some of y'all the story about my father-in-law had a job and is was trying to get my mother-in-law to move up there where he was. Why? If you get the bride, you get the man. Joseph's got a lot of family somewhere else. He may up and go be with his family. He's a pretty studious and uh, ingenious man. <laughs> he's he's uh, able to get a lot done. Knows a lot of stuff, doesn't he? Pharaoh's tickled to death. He said, Yeah, get his brothers. Get them here. He'll stay longer. We like him. What's that a picture of? Pharaoh is the father. A picture of the everlasting father. And that's what our Lord told us in Luke 15. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth, moreover than the ninety and nine just persons who need no repentance. We're so prone to be happy about them, ninety and nine, ain't we? They don't need repentance but heavens rejoiced over the one. Pharaoh rejoiced. He said, this is good. His brethren are come. All of Egypt rejoiced. Now I want to read from verse 17 to verse 28. And then at the end of that, we'll just read it through. I'll give you the main characters and then who represents who and, and then we'll go back through this text and read it again with that understanding. Okay, maybe the Lord will teach us something. Verse 17. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, This is Pharaoh speaking to Joseph. He's commanding Joseph. He's telling Joseph what to do. Say unto thy brethren, This do ye. Laid your beast and go. Get ye unto the land of Canaan. And take your father and your households and come unto me. And I will give you the good of the land of Egypt. And ye shall eat the fat of the land. Now thou art commanded. This do ye. Take your wagons. Take you wagons out of the land of Egypt for your little ones and for your wives and bring your father and come. Also, regard not your stuff, for the good of all the land of Egypt is yours. That's what Pharaoh told Joseph to tell his brethren. Verse 21. And the children of Israel did so. And Joseph gave them wagons according to the commandment of Pharaoh and gave them provision for the way. To all of them he gave each man changes of raiment, but to Benjamin he gave three hundred pieces of silver and five changes of raiment. And to his father he sent after this manner: ten asses laden with good things of Egypt, and ten she-asses laden with corn and bread and meat for his father by the way. So he sent his brethren away, and they departed. And he came unto them, and he said unto them, See that ye fall not out by the way. And they went up out of Egypt and came unto the land Of Canaan unto Jacob their father, and told him, saying, Joseph is yet alive, and he is governor over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart fainted, for he believed them not. And they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said unto them. And when he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. And Israel said, It is enough. Joseph, my son, is yet alive. I will go and see him before I die. We've been looking at this story for a long time. And we've, I've said there's like, it's like a mosaic, right? We can take a couple verses out of this. We'll see Benjamin for a second. Benjamin's picture of Christ in this, but just for a a paragraph or just for a, a verse. But this is all painting the picture of the person and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. This isn't a history lesson. This isn't just a record of family history. This is the gospel. I pray, Lord, give us eyes to see it and ears to hear it and hearts to rejoice in it. Give us tears of happiness in this. Pharaoh here pictures God the Father. Joseph, that's God the Son. That's Christ our King. Who he is, what he did. These brethren, his brothers, that's the messengers of Christ. He commands them to go. What did he command us? You that know him, you that he's your elder brother, go into all the world and preach the gospel, baptize them and teach them. My words. Is that what he's told us to do? He gave us that. These wagons that are sent with them. That's the means of providence. Our, our God is a God of means. A God of means. We don't just lay on our back and, and show our white underbelly and just be fatalistic. And Well, if the Lord wanted me to walk over that door, he'd just pick me up and move me over there. <laughs> he walks in us. But he does that through means. Through means. I've heard this preached before, and rightfully so, that these wagons are faith. And that's true. That can be preached correctly that way. So if you hear somebody else that's respected, that's a good faithful preacher, preacher said something different, don't say one's right and one's wrong. That's right too. But I, I don't look at faith. I possess it. I possess it. These wagons were there, and he looked upon them. And, and he remembered something, and that meant something to him. And it revived Israel. That's the, the the providence of the Lord. We would look back on the providence of the Lord, if where He is, instead of just belly aching and murmuring all day. We say that the Lord did that, and and maybe if He grows us in grace over the decades and it takes a whole lifetime, and then we see that providence coming, <laughs> not just what's already parked in the parking lot. We see those wagons coming, Bob, and we say that's the Lord bringing them wagons. It revives you. You don't know what's in the wagons, but it's his doing. He grows us a little bit, don't he? And we, and we stop flapping our wings like, like heads with our chickens cut off. He calms us down. Israel, Jacob, that's us. Pharaoh's the God, the father. Joseph's Christ, God, the son. These, these messengers are the messengers of Christ that come to just tell what he said. The wagons, that's the means of providence. The provision. And Israel. That's us. That's us. That's me. This whole nation and this whole world is wrapped up in Israel right now, ain't they? Turn the news off. Read the scriptures. Why don't you do that? Paul said, for he's not a Jew which is one outwardly, neither a circumcision which is outward in the flesh, but he's a Jew which is one inwardly. Circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit. That's where that takes place outside don't matter. This is not a historical event only. This isn't just a family tale of being reunited. This is the gospel. This is Christ saving an unworthy people and him getting all the glory because of what he has done and, and because of who he is. And it's right. Verse 17. Now knowing that, I gave you the characters. I'll try to keep it to 15 minutes. We'll go through this quick. Donnie says, I I got the clock going. We'll be okay. Verse 17. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, this is the father speaking to Joseph, Christ our Lord, say unto thy brethren, this do ye, laid your beasts and go, get you unto the land of Canaan, go to where my people live, take your father and your households and come unto me, come unto me, and I will give you the good of the land of Egypt and ye shall eat the fat of the land. That's, that's what Pharaoh's telling Joseph to tell the messengers is his brothers, right? What did our Lord pray to the, to the father? He said, I have given them thy word. You told me, I told them. And they have it. It's in them. He said, you tell them. He said, you take your father and your household, and you come unto me, I'll give you wonderful things. And this is not a suggestion. I I want to put an end to anybody that ever has a salvation plan that's sharing. Thank you for sharing that. I ain't sharing nothing. This is what it is. (laughs) This ain't an invitation. And I tell all men, come to Christ. Come now. But that's a command. Repentance isn't a good idea. Repentance is a command. Is that right? Whoever tells stuff like that is lying. They're heretics. Don't listen to them. This is a command. It's not a suggestion. The king, Joseph, is telling his brothers, just as Christ our elder brother tells us, isn't it? Verse 19. Now thou art commanded. Is there any question if it's a command? (laughs) Now thou art commanded. This do ye. Do it. Take your wagons out of the land of Egypt for your little ones. For those that can't walk a long way. For those that are weak and weary and tired and tire easily. And for your wives. And bring your father, your old father. And come. It's a commandment. Our Lord said in Matthew 11. It says, at that time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal himself to. Who, who did Joseph reveal himself to? His brethren. His brethren. And he commands them, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. What do you reckon them asses had on them to pull them wagons? Yokes, <laughs> right? Did them kids have the yokes on? No, the provide, this was provision, wasn't it? Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke's easy, and my burden's light. I've sent these wagons for you. Come. It's a command. It's not a suggestion. Not on your time frame. He said, haste. Do it right now. Well, I have come. Good. Come. Do you ever stop coming to Christ? Does there ever become old hat and it's just a theological dissertation we go through every Sunday? No. This is a person we're coming to. Their brethren wouldn't send them to a statue of Joseph, a statue of Pharaoh. They're going to living people. I'm getting ahead of myself. Our God liveth. Verse 20. Also, regard not your stuff. (laughs) We got a lot of stuff, don't we? Well, I can't leave this. That's the best outhouse in Canaan. I can't leave my outhouse. That's all it is, a pile of dung, isn't it? I can't leave my children. I can't leave my grandbaby. said come those that don't forsake mother and father and children and lands and aunts and uncles and cousins and jobs and everything else and the old homestead ain't worthy to be my disciples that's the cost of discipleship that's the terms of surrender that's strong isn't it what do we do I'm going get, get in the wagon with me let's go <laughs> I'm coming come we tell people come don't we come Regard not your stuff. That's as plain as it gets. For the good of all the land of Egypt is yours. The Lord told us through Paul, the apostle. He said, if ye have been risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on this earth. Adore him. Commit yourself to him. Turn yourself over, lock, stock, and barrel. For you are dead, and your life is hid in Christ and God, with Christ and God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then we shall appear with him in glory. We'll be in this land of plenty with him. Our Lord said in Matthew 6 Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Don't worry about your stuff. Don't worry about your stuff. Verse 21, there was a commandment. And you know what happens when the boss commands something, when a king commands something, when one that has the ability to command commands? Genesis 45, 21, and the children of Israel did so. I know that seems like a very simple point. That's how God teaches us who God is, a capital G God. If he wants it done, it's done. If he commands it, we'll look next hour. If he writes it down, he wills and purposes it, it's done. There'll be means he uses to do it. Take it to the bank. This is a sure thing. We ought to read his promises and dwell on them. It'd be a good thing, wouldn't it? And the children of Israel did so. And Joseph gave them wagons according to the commandment of Pharaoh and gave them provision for the way. All provision was given. Go go tell Israel, my spiritual Israel, about my glory. I'm on my throne and come, and you ain't going to need nothing. You go do it. The Lord commanded them in, in Luke 10. He sent the 70 out. And he said, carry neither purse nor script nor shoes. You go into a house and you say, peace be unto you. And that, it was always the same. The message didn't change. If those people said, starve them out and get rid of them, don't come in my house, I can't stand them, or we'll just ignore them. Because there's two by 2 would wasn't they? You ignore one, you ignore both of them said look him dead in the eye and say the kingdom of god's come nigh unto you Woo. and if they say peace yes come on in tell us about this gospel you have tell us about this christ what has he done where's he at now He said you look him dead in the eye and say the kingdom of god's come nigh unto you <laughs> i hope that's important to people i pray so later on he said take take me the personal script nor shoes I'll provide everything. Later on in Luke 22, he asked them. He said, when I sent you without purse and script and shoes, lacked you anything? Have you lacked anything? And they said one word, nothing. Nothing. Been a long time. I took my wife to the movies Friday night. Been a long, too long, too long. We went and watched a movie. We watched a picture show. We got a big old thing of popcorn and shared it. I gotta take my wife on a date. We lacked anything? Nothing. Nothing. And and those that he sends forth with all provision to go tell about Christ and him crucified and where he is now to preach this gospel, you won't even need words. You won't have to memorize some religious garbage that's some script to teach people to repeat. He said Matthew 10, and ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sakes and for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. You're going to go up and say all flesh is grass. But when they deliver you up, take no thought of how or what you shall speak, for it shall be given to you in that same hour what you shall speak. For, you, for it is not ye that speak. You ain't going to make up your own words, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. You're a voice. Ain't nothing but a mouthpiece. That's it. I'm going to talk through you. How am I going to get there? He says, I will walk in them. (laughs) I'm going to provide. That's provision. I'm going to feed you. I'm going to give you something to wear. I'm going to walk in you. I'm going to give you words to say. And my word ain't going to return to me void. You know how Paul waited on the Lord? He ran you know how Paul sat still and waited on the Lord? He fought. <laughs> he fought a good fight. He ran a good race. He wrestled, didn't he? Verse 22, Genesis 45, 22. To all of them he gave, each man changes of raiment. That's, his Lord gave us change of raiment. That's our gospel, how we dress. Do you know that? I don't have to teach nobody how to dress come to church. That's our gospel. The clothing that the Christ has put on us. He took our filthy rags and he's gave us his robe of righteousness. Now I know that's an outward picture of something that happens in the heart and that's in t- totality. I understand that. But that's a picture. He gave them raiment. He gave them raiment. The Lord saved me, gave me a righteousness. That's his. And I just go tell people, that's a, that's a nice clothes you have. <laughs> Let me tell you about the one that gave. Let me tell you about the one that owns. It's his. He gave it to me to wear. To all of them he gave each man changes of raiment. But to Benjamin... He gave 300 pieces of silver and five changes of raiment. That's that temporary picture of Christ that Benjamin is in this mosaic of the, the hymn book, <laughs> the Christ story, who he is and what he's done for us. Every child of God is given the same raiment, but Benjamin, the preferred one, the one that was one with Joseph, this, this one that was of the same mother, bone bone, five times, he was given five times the changes of raiment. Don't get wrapped up in numbers. Uh, and so we, people that get into numerology are looking into something that ain't Christology. Right? If you're looking at that, you're not looking to him. But this pictures him. and This gives of his glory. Five throughout the scriptures is grace. Take that. 300's victory. There in Judges 7, Gideon, he had all him men. he's going to take the war, and he nah, you're going to have 300. I'm gonna show I won. There in Judges 15, Samson, he had a mess of foxes around him. Didn't he caught a bunch of fox. How many foxes were? Three hundred. And in his death, he will be more victorious than he ever was in his life. This is victory. But so I'll go on. Verse 23, and to and to his father he sent after this manner: ten asses laden with the good things of Egypt, and ten she asses laden with corn and bread and meat for his father by the way. What's the first thing coming to mind with ten? Ten commandments, huh? Provision. Provision for those ten commandments. And it says it's laden with the good things. But why ten each? Why not just all the asses, and there's ten of them, and it was laden down? Why, why ten of the he asses and ten of the she asses? We've received double. We've received double. That's what the Lord commanded there in Isaiah 40. Speak comfortably to Jerusalem. Cry unto her. Give it all you got whenever you talk to them. Make them wake up. Just Make any nose out your mouth. (sighs) Let's breathe some. Let's get some oxygen flowing. We want to hear this. Cry unto them that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquities pardoned, for because she hath received of the Lord's hand, he's done this, double for all her sin. Double. That real young man. This is important. Stay with me. That real young man, Augustus Toplady, Lord took Lord took him younger than me. He wrote this, Be of sin the double cure. Double cure. Save from wrath and make me pure. Don't just wipe my slate clean. Give me a holy nature that can never sin. Ever. What's Joseph sending? Look what I'm giving you. <laughs> Two wagons coming. And there's witnesses going to tell you about it. That's the witnesses in the wagons. Verse 24, so he sent his brethren away and they departed. He said, go on. And he said unto them, see that ye fall not out by the way. Oh, I need to take this to heart. We're given warnings throughout the Lord's word, aren't we? Aren't we? He took the time to pen this and preserve it throughout time to give his children warnings. Just as a father warns his children, heed them. Heed them. Does he have to keep me? Absolutely. But does he tell us, see that thou fall not out by the way? Don't get off the path. Christ is the way. And that's a command to You stay in him. Don't get up lollygagging off on these other things, on these tangents, these side roads, these things that don't matter. You stay on him and be diligent about it. Seek ye the kingdom of God. Seek it. He commands it, doesn't it? Verse 25. And they went up out of Egypt and came into the land of Canaan unto Jacob their father. And they told him, saying, Joseph is yet alive. Christ is yet alive. What do the messengers tell the Lord's people? Christ is alive. He's risen. All the other prophets throughout time, they're dead. Mohammed, dead. Buddha, graveyard, dead. You can go look where they're buried. What about our Lord? On his throne. He's alive. He's alive. They told him, verse 26, saying, Joseph is yet alive, and he is governor over all the land of Egypt. He's on the throne. He ain't dead. He's alive. He ain't wishing somebody make him alive. He is alive. He ain't wishing he's on the throne. He's on the throne. That ain't complicated, is it? Christ is alive. Christ's on his throne. And Jacob's heart fainted, for he believed them not. This is too good to be true. You ever said that? You ever heard? First time you heard the gospel preached, not a gospel, the gospel. First time you heard the gospel preached. You said this. This is too good to be true. This is too good to be true. That's the message. That's it. Christ is alive. He's on His throne. He's ruling. He's providing. He's judging in, in His rightful position. It's right for Him to do so in His glory. In His glory. Uh, verse twelve. It said that. I'm sorry, verse 13. He said, And you shall tell my Father of all my glory in Egypt. Well, if we don't see Christ in this, we're going to think we're something. Look at what I've attained to. Uh, No, look at what he's attained to. He's the one that's ascended, isn't he? That's what Peter preached in Acts 2. That's what God's preachers preach today. Christ is alive. He's on his throne. It's his glory. Message ain't changed. There's an article, Brother Henry, circulating around. I'll try to email it to you later. You want to know if somebody's preaching the truth? Where your children are. Y'all been. You've been given a new talent last week. Mayor Mark. Uh, God gave you all. Gave you five talents, Mike. Your wife and them four children. He gave me five talents. My wife and them four children. Some of y'all ain't got your talents yet. I don't know what he's got in store for you, but he's giving you this. Do you want to know if your talents are set underneath the gospel? Who gets the glory? Does man get a scotch? A little bit of leaven, a little bit of poison, or does God get all the glory? Message ain't changed from that day. Message ain't changed when Peter and the apostles were preaching, and the message is the same today. He's alive. He's on his throne. Your God reigneth. He gets all the glory. Glory is his. Verse 27. And they told him most of the words of Joseph. Ain't no faithful preacher. tell you everything. All of it. Not my words. His words, I'll tell you, I'll take the time. Let's sit down. I know everybody wants to hang out after services. I'm here the rest of the week. Come by on a Tuesday. We can sit down and talk for a couple of hours. It'd be great. Loved it. They tell you all the words. I'll tell you everything he says. They told him all the words of Joseph, which he said unto them. And when he saw the wagons, here's Israel sitting there, and he's hearing this, and Christ is on his throne, and this is us, right? And it's too good to be true, but then you see the wagons. He gives you eyes to see. He told the to Johns, disciples, he said, "Go tell him what you see in here. What you seen done? It's my doing. Go tell him all the providence I made to come to pass." When he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him, the means by which he's going to carry me, because I'm old, I'm unable. Was Joseph or Jacob old? He's way. I didn't take time to do the math on it. He was old when the Lord came to him. And was a long time till he had some children. Now them children are grown. He's I don't know 180 years old or something. Just old. He can't walk all the way to Egypt. And he saw the wagons, the providence and the, the provision the Lord sent to bring me to him. I can't walk that far. Can't take a step. It's his doing. And when he saw that, the spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. When it true Israel. When the Lord's people, his church, when they hear the word of Christ, the victorious Savior, and you see the providence of his mighty power and hand. And it, look, look what the Lord brought to me. I was listening to the message of Brother Don, and Bruce had asked him to to preach uh, his life story. I went over, I'm sorry. Preach his life story. He said, tell us what the Lord's did for you. And he started at seven years old and went all the way to that day. <laughs> that's all he did he just talked about what the Lord's done the whole time throughout his life and he went through all that stuff and how he went to Bible college and how he, he preached it uh, up here in uh, West Virginia look out West Virginia for nine years and what the Lord did there and how the Lord brought use that to bring him to Danville and we see that providence Lord gives us eyes the Lord's done everything right he's done everything good everything's been for my good and everything's been for his glory is that right does that revive you I hope it breaks some hearts, brings some tears. I got some solutions for tears next hour. Hmm. Verse 28. And Israel said, It's enough. Joseph, my son, is yet alive. I'll go, I will go and see him before I die. It's enough. I ask you, is that enough? I ask myself, is that enough? Is that enough? If it is, if he is enough, I will go and see him before I die. Lord's people will go and see him before they die. He won't lose one. He won't lose one. Simeon did, didn't he? That's That's the first thing I thought of. Simon said, let your servant live till I see, see the Christ. And they brought Christ there and into the temple as was their custom. Here's this old prophet there. And he, he held the Lord of glory <laughs> next to his bosom. Because it's a heart work. And they said, Lord, I've seen your salvation. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I pray he'd reveal himself today as Joseph. Revealed himself to his brethren. Let's pray. Father, how thankful we are for the command of salvation, the messengers you send out declaring it, the provision you provide to bring us to be near. What an amazing, glorious salvation it is. Give us eyes to see this, Lord. Give us hearts to rejoice and understand who Christ is, what he's done, where he is now, and the glory that's rightfully his, and make us worship. Forgive us for not doing so every second. Thank you for our our brethren. Thank you for the messengers you sent in our paths. We're thankful for the brethren we don't yet know. Will give us provision to tell them. Thank you for this hour. It's because of Christ that we ask these things. Amen arms.